0: Forget about the crowds, the size of the school, their fancy uniforms, and remember what got you here. Focus on the fundamentals that we've gone over time and time again. And most important, don't get caught up thinking about winning or losing this game. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners.
1: It's another edition of the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and on demand online at nhsportspage.com. When we step on the floor, every second that clock is ticking, we are pedal to the metal. From Londonderry to Lebanon, Nashua to Newport, Summersworth to Salem, and Keene to Kennett, on New Hampshire High School Hoop Show covers all the teams. We run the ball. We pressure the ball. And most importantly... We control the tempo of the game. With Pete Derrier and Dave Haley on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and online at hsportspage.com.
2: Good morning and welcome to the debut edition in 2017 of the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. We do it live on the radio each and every Saturday morning at ESPN New Hampshire studios down in Nashua. Pete Terrier along with Dave Haley. You can also listen to the show online, ESPNNH.com or NHSportspage.com. And if you just can't get to the radio between 9 and 11 while we're doing the thing live Hey, go back uh, on nhsportspage.com, we'll post it on the site via SoundCloud, and you can listen to it on demand on your schedule, and we know hundreds of people do that each and every week. It is the beginning of January, the holiday tournaments and the holiday season are beyond us, and now it's uh, heading towards the, the real meat and potatoes of the high school basketball schedule here in New Hampshire. We're going all over the place, all over the state to cover games uh, on Friday nights and Tuesday nights, or whatever Some nights. Some of they us play. are Dave Haley. <laughs> Some of us were in our backyard last night. He was in the North Country to cover a Division Four game, and when you drive two and a half hours to get to a game, you want to see a real good basketball game, not a forty-point blowout. <laughs> but welcome back uh, to civilization from the North Country last night.
0: I saw a really good basketball team. I'll tell you that, and that's that's fun too. Um, and it, when you're – I was thinking this last night when I was driving out of Woodsville. It is it is like Sleepy Hollow circa 1890 when yeah. you're leaving Woodsville because it's a 20-minute drive through like Bath and Haverhill where you are in the middle of nowhere. And, I mean, like, you know, like uh, bumpy roads and, you know, I mean like,
2: – At least it wasn't snowing, right? Take
0: a wrong t- – I mean, you you go off the road and you're in a river. It uh, No, it wasn't snowing. It was cold up there. I got out of the car and it was – I think it was about 12 degrees – And it was packed. I had to park. I've been up there a bunch of times. We went twice last year. We saw Groveton over there, and then we went to the playoff game, the quarterfinals, the Nick Stokes game, uh, where he lost his mind and played unbelievable when they beat Wilton Lineborough. Um, And I had to park, like, behind one of the schools, like one of the buildings. There was probably easily 100 cars there. It was packed. Uh, But Littleton made a statement last night.
2: Yeah, we'll talk to their coach, Trevor Howard. Uh, When is he coming on, first or second? 9.30. So we'll get the uh, North Country weather report over, under, zero, or above when we get Trevor on the phone at
0: 930. Oh, uh, I'm going to say slightly above. Slightly yeah. above is the guess. He just gave me his land. We got a landline up north. We like it when we get the landlines up north. First. Nice,
2: clear signal. Yeah. So we'll talk to Coach Howard uh, from Littleton, the defending champs in Division Four. bottom of this hour. And then we got Tim Goodrich. From Merrimack, uh, his team bouncing I, back last night after putting up a I, Baker's dozen. I already
0: warned him. I talked to him on the phone this week. I already warned him with the, f- the first question from Pete Terrier. Coach, you've won championships. You've done a great job. You scored 13 points the other night. Tell going to be the first he's question. Gonna,
2: he's going to chew me up
0: and spit he's me ready. out. No, he's ready. You no, know, he's got a good attitude about it.
2: So we'll talk to Coach Goodrich in the second hour of the program. We'll also get our weekly visit with Justin MacIsaac. Uh, he saw a Division three game last night. Before we get into all that, why don't we hit that Beals Insurance scoreboard. We'll tell you who won every single game
1: that was played last night in the state of New Hampshire, and Dave Haley will do it. The Beals Insurance Scoreboard, brought to you by Beals Insurance Agency, with locations now in Bedford and Londonderry. Visit BealsInsurance.com.
0: Bobby Cleese can't even can only tackle you. He can bury threes, six threes and 19 points from Bobby Cleese and 18 from Steve Natola. Exeter last night goes to 4 1 on the season. They held off a late rally by Dave Chase's Concord Tide. Matt Giroux had a game high 32 points for Concord. By the way, a little public service announcement. I'm coming from the North Country. I slept at my sister and her husband's house in Manchester last night, which saved me an hour and a half. The stats will be up this afternoon. I'm going to go home after the show. And I'm gonna sit there, listen to my yacht rock, and add all these statistics. I got about a hundred emails and a hundred text messages, uh, so I'll be adding stats. So look for the scoring leaders and all that stuff updated around by two o'clock this afternoon. So before
2: we'll be, the football games.
0: you'll be ready to go. We will take care of you. Uh, so good win there, eighty seventy eight final score. Uh, that game in Concord, good win by Jeff Holmes' team. They are four and one on the season. That's a surprise. Keen, by the way. Guess who? Uh, guess who goes. On the microphone and went 9-1 and one in staff picks last night. Dave Haley? The guy you're looking at was sleeping his eyes still. What sleeping. did I go? I don't know. I went 9-1. You not care one. about looking at what I did. Well, no. I just I haven't had time to look at much <laughs> this morning, but one of those games like I got right was Keene with a 53-39 win over Manchester Central. First win of the season for Keene. Uh... Logan Gallinus uh, led all scorers with 23 points. He's the leading scorer going into last night in all of Division I at 27 points a game. Uh, but nice W there, 53-39 over Manchester Central. Central's going to take a while to find their way, and they're so small. Uh, last night, uh, Manchester Memorial with a 55-45 win over Alvin. The Broncos lose their first game. They fall to 2-1. and one. Sean Sendall's, I'm out. But Memorial gets the 2 until Elvin Barbosa led a balanced Memorial offense with 12 points. Bon- a lot, Max Bonnie Lyles the Twitter assassin's little brother, 13 for the Broncos, held in check. He had 30 points in their opener, and he's also one of the leading scorers in the division. Uh, big game last night and a very close game last night. Nashua South, Pete his alma mater with a late lead, but Bedford comes back. They rallied late. Nolan Anderson, 14 points. Liam Green, 12. Kevin, for Bedford, Kevin Janow had 19 points for Nashua South. Uh, Bedford goes to 4-1 and one on the season, so Bedford next year 4-1. and, four and one. How about that? Nassau itself falls to 1-2. That uh, was a late call of a jump ball late in that game. Uh, kind of sealed the victory for Bedford, but a comeback win for Mark Elmendorf's team. Surprise score of the night. Pinkerton beats Winniconet in overtime 61-59. Jay Reynolds sent the game into overtime with a 3, then hit the game-winning shot in overtime for the scrappy Astros of Peter Rosinski. Uh, Nick Bortone with 24 points. Freddie Shockey, 17 points for the Warriors. But they call they fall to four and one on the season. So that's a a big upset. One in three. Pankerton beats four and one. Our previously undefeated win last night. Portsmouth all over. Nashua North seventy to fifty one. Portsmouth is five and zero. Nashua North is zero three. Pete.
2: That's a little bit of a surprise. Although I did see North in the uh, Chick fil A tournament against Nashua South. You know they're not the team they have been the last couple of years. I'll say that. Uh, but I think they're going to get
0: better as the year goes on. I had them high in the preseason. Mike Sanborn drilled six three-pointers had 19 points for Portsmouth. Skylar Borkin led North with 15 points. Remember, Portsmouth, who uh, Justin McIsaac and I were out there on Tuesday night when they beat Memorial. Uh, so I've seen them now twice. They're doing this without Joey Glenn. I talked to Joey before the game. He's in a walking boot. He's hoping to be back next Friday night in a game we will be at uh, when Portsmouth takes on Spalding. Next Friday night. It's he's Friday. He's
2: back. I thought it was Tuesday.
0: No, Tuesday is Spalding against Winnetka. All
2: right, so it's a big week for the Red We're, Raiders. It's a Red Raider week on Seacoast NH Sports week. Page.
0: Yeah, if you've been waiting for us to Spalding, here we come. Speaking of which, uh, Spalding last night—you got the score wrong, but they did win yeah, sixty-one fifty-three over Salem. All yeah. right, uh, Pete's the guy behind the guy. He does all this work for me. All these, all these stats—it's great. Spalding goes to four and one on the season. Salem falls to two and two. That's a good Salem team. Sixty-one fifty-three. Cal Conley, 23 points. Ari Brakefield, who is uh, McIsaac is in the process of trying to adopt, with 15 points for Spalding. Griffin Curtis, who's having a big season for uh, Rob McLaughlin's team. He had 24 points for Salem. But Spalding with the win, uh, 61-53 over there. Uh, Merrimack bounces back. They scored 40 more points than they did on <laughs> Tuesday night. 53-42. They beat Trinity. Trinity's own 4 on the season. Merrimack goes to 3-1. Ian Cummings, 22 points. Jordan Santos, 17 for Trinity. And I have wonderful news for Tomahawk Nation. Jack McKillop, Danny's father, is sending me stats after games. Wow.
2: I spent a lot of quality time with uh, Mr. McKillop at the Queen City uh, tournament last He's week. He's great.
0: It's yeah. great. And oh, by the way, you're on Mata, Nashua South, and Nashua North are the two schools that are not getting the stats. So you make it happen, Peter Terry. All right, Put what it do in I on you. Do? It's your hometown. And a game, we're out at, and the, uh, the highlights are already up on dot Sportspage.com. Londonderry with a 59 47 win over BG last night. Matt Regan's team falls to 1 and 2. Nate Stanton's team improves to 2 and 2. Jake Coleman, 15. Dakota Bertrand, 13. Mike Rinko led BG with 18 points. Highlights on nasportspage.com along with my highlights from the Littleton-Woodsville game. We'll get into that one because I want to talk to Pete about it. Pete rolls in here two minutes before we go on air, so we don't get to talk about much before we come on. Division Two Lebanon with a 58-45 win over Conval. Graham Chickering with 20 points. Keith Maddie will get me the stats from that game sometime in February. They are 3-0 and <laughs> on the season, doing a nice job. I know he's listening. He's my buddy, so I'm just trying to... If I have to bother my my goal with stats is just to bother these coaches so much that they're like, can somebody please send him the stats after every game, and then they don't have to. That's, is right. want, That's all I want. That's right. That's Good. All they ask guilt them. Guilt is the do, best motivator. Don't do it for you. Don't do it for me. Don't do it for Pete. Do it for the kids. Yes. Pelham with a 45-40 win, they grind out a win over John Stark. I think John Stark is going to grind every game this year. Just kind of the, the strength of that team, defense and rebounding. Pelham goes a four and zero on the season. Uh, Ryan Frank continued. Uh, Kyle Frank. But Ryan Frank. <laughs> oh, my God. See? I'm going to get it now from Eric, his father.
2: Sorry. Eric, it's, it's Sorry, Kyle. Frank family. He's
0: playing like his brother. He's not older the guy brother. who came from the North Country he, last night. He's day.
2: really playing like his older brother did hey, his senior year. I'll
0: tell you. Kyle Frank stands on his own, brother. He is He's a heck of a player. Kyle Frank continued to score in T.O. at 21 points. Drew Brown. He didn't he wrote <laughs> Drew Brown. He didn't write Keith Brown. Had 13. Palma scored a start, 10-2 in the fourth quarter to win. Cooper Gorsky, 15. Drew macquarie 11 points, 11 boards. Bobby Horgan, 21 points. Oh, no, that's the other game. Uh, Drew macquarie uh, 11. Oh, we already... <sighs> We already spoiled that Bobby Horrigan had 21 and went for Timberlane, so we move right to it. Timberlane with a 76-54 win over Kingswood last night. Timberlane three and one on the season. Bobby Horrigan 21 points and 11 rebounds. Tim, I'm all thrown off when there's no music in the background. <laughs> He's me. working on it. <laughs> so Timberlane goes to three and one. Social media giant Timberlane goes to three and one on the season. This is a surprising score. Hollis Brookline 36-35. They took rocks and threw it at each other all night long. Uh, but Hoss Brookline goes to 3-0. Bow falls to 2-2, two two, 36-35. Cavaliers held on in the final sixes to win at Bo. Uh Matt Simcoe finished with 15 points. Ryan Andrews, 12 for Bo. Uh Nate Alford 9 points and 10 rebounds. And Stephen Gianconia, his father became a goal-level member this this week. We appreciate so, it. Coordinate. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, all those kids have their pictures uh, that whose parents register uh, up on the site. So uh, So thank you to him. And to, uh, to to the families at Hollis Brookline. Uh, my buddy Danny Bryson gets a win in Hanover, fifty-three forty-four. Manchester West goes to three and two on the season. Jacoby Burby had twenty Burpee had twenty-two points for West. Benny Gantrus had nineteen for Hanover. He's a good shooter. Hanover's 0-3. Manchester West three and two on the season. Everyone's throwing zones at him. Cole Brown, Gen Chicks, with a 73-62 win over Oyster River. Sam Lupinacci, 23 points. Scott Spenard. With 20 points, Cole Brown is 3-1 and one on the season. They're on the schedule for January, aren't they, Cole Brown?
2: Yeah, I don't know uh, if I was going to that game or not, but I think Jen definitely wants to be there for that
0: one. Well, we may. We, we may have a third videographer. We may have a third game of highlights. We'll see. It looks like DVD extras. The game of the night in the state of New Hampshire. They all pale in comparison to my, Guilford, Golden. Eagles, 56-32 over Prospect Mountain. Who's next? That's the question I ask you, Pete. Who's next? I don't know. Line them up and we'll knock them down. Guilford, 3-2 and two on the season. We're playing defense now. Prospect Mountain, 0-4. Guilford goes to the 3-2. Mason McGonigal, 17 points leading the way for my Golden Eagles and that's the oh, I guess there's some other scores. All yeah. right, that's fine. Uh, Summersworth with a 46-31 win over Winnesquam. First loss of the season for Winnesquam. Good bounce back win for Summersworth. They lost on Tuesday night to Inuklex. We might, very likely, we'll have Justin McIsaac doing play-by-play and highlights of that game up on the Sports Radio. we were trying out a new videographer last night, Devin, who I'm I'm high on. I think this kid's going to do a nice job. So not one, not two, three games could be up on the website. Bright and early, 17 points for the Toppers. Rob Fossey's team with a nice win, they're five and one. Logan Morrison twelve for the Bears.
2: Hey, I gotta ask you a question about that. Bright and early. <laughs> I mean do you think I mean I would uh what do you think the thought process when you're naming I your think, child? I
0: think you're right on it. Yeah. You think so? Is that I, where I think, they were yeah, going? Yeah. And
2: yeah. it's spelled B R Y T O N. But, I mean, bright and early. Like Clinton it's ha on dix Yeah. Yeah, it's got to
0: yeah, be. Yeah, Belmont goes on the road way up there. The only people that were in a car or a bus longer than I was last night. Belmont with a 71-50 win at White Mountains. Belmont's 5-1 Jim Silly's team. Matt Pluskus with 28 points. The, he's the WMUR hometown hero is Trevor Hunt. He had 13 points, had his thousands last week. Zach Swanson got his thousandth the other uh, last week as well. So, Belmont 5-1 White Mountains falls to... 0 and 5 on the season. Koenig gets a 54-42 win over Mascoma at home. Alex Schwartz had a game high 21 points from Mascoma. Koenig goes to 2 and 2 on the season. Mascoma's is 1 and 3. Hopkinton is 6 and 0, 63-48. They can shoot it. Cam Sierra 20 point. Henry Yanakopoulos. Yanakopoulos. Yeah, Yanakopoulos 19 points. Hey, listen, I had the stats. I Let me tell you something.
2: In. You don't want to mess up the pronunciation no, of that dude's kid. name because. No. I'm telling you, I've been covering high school sports for 25 years. He is one of the most physically put together. This kid spent some serious time in the gym. Yeah, he is jacked.
0: He's the kid that got hurt for them in the tournament last yes. year, and they made the final four without him.
2: That kid looks like a ma- He looks like he's you know Joe Simpson. We joke, 24 year old Joe Simpson. He looks like he's you know 24 year old, a Greek god. There is
0: legitimate fear in Pete Terrier's eyes. He's scared. Good game last night. Kearsarge wins in overtime. Over Messenic, 77-72. Good week for Kearsarge. 2-0 week. We had him earlier uh, in the week. 49 points for Taylor Matos against Campbell. He bounces back last night with another huge game. 32 points, 19 rebounds, 4 blocks. Tommy Johnson with 21 again. Tommy Johnson just shows up and gets 21 leaves. Yeah, yeah. gets back on the bus and goes home. That's yeah. what he does. Brett Stoffenaker 26. Sam Stoffenaker 18. Damon Gibson, 18. I think Damon fouled out late in that game. 77-72. Kyrsas, 4-2. Messenic is 3-3. and Called this one. The Mananak Huskies. Yes, you did. 59-48, 4-2 after they lose to Franklin at home on Tuesday. They bounce back and they give Stevens their first loss of the season. Jim Hill, shout out, 4-1 and one on the season. Stevens now, it's a 59-48 win for Mananak. Noah Spaulding, 18 for Stevens in loss. And there's nothing for Pete Terry, but I will tell you right now, Joe Minson probably played well for Mananak. You're gonna get yelled at if you don't just stick Joe Minson. You know in there, what? I couldn't
2: you know? find anything besides we'll get uh, it. Jim Hill. Will, I think well, Valley News had a little bit, but they only had uh, what Noah Spaulding and the
0: Stevens. Jim Hill is kids. clicking the keyboard as we speak, sending me stats. Uh, Berlin with a good win, fifty-two twenty-four. Remember, Tim, it's Berlin, not Berlin. Berlin three and two on the season, fifty-two twenty-four. Tim's like, why are you yelling at me? It's like that season that scene in a few good men when like he yells at Lieutenant Weinberg. You can't Weinberg? handle the truth. No, he yells, he's like, You Lieutenant Weinberg! And he's like, Why are you yelling at me? I'm not even Tom Cruise. I'm standing there. 52-24. Franklin falls to two and three after they got a nice win the other night. Uh Fall Mountain 74-36 over Hillsborough Deering. And uh St. Thomas uh gets a goes to two and two. They get a win over Sanborn 64-44. On to Division 4. Sam Natty's Lisbon Panthers! 69 points, a 69-60 win. Sam Natty's team is three and three. Josh Woods and Parker Thornton, 24 points apiece. Josh Woods, by the way, playing with a fever last night and a back injury. Gutted it out for Sam Natty's team last night. Derryfield with a 63-16 win for Concord Christian. Conquer Christian is praying and waiting for baseball season. Uh, Sam Anderson, another huge game for Derryfield. Now I got Derryfield parents tweeting at me. I mean, I... I anger them on all corners of the state, Pete. I mean, I'm
2: going to Derryfield. There we go. For that game, I think, against Newmarket.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Speaking of Newmarket, they lose last night. They fall to 5-1. and one. Jay Darris team gets their signature marquee win. Yes,
2: congrats, guys. I
0: threw it to them, and they said, here. Here it is on a plate, and the the plate is broken. 59-49 win. Pittsfield, Josh Whittier, 14. Casey Clark, 13. Cam Darrow with 9 I bet so they focus on him. Travis Mosley, 18. Anthony Sensabaugh, Sensenbath, held to 13 points for Newmarket.
2: Did you see the tweet that Cam Dara put out? Yeah. With Jen Chick yeah. saying, Jen Chick believed in us. Jen's like,
0: oh, i got to pick Pittsfield every week now. 59-49. <laughs> Pittsfield, 5-1. a good win there. There's their marquee win. Groveton, 71-37 over Colbrook. i got to go to the second game in Groveton to this one. They, they handed to him uh, Corey Gadwal with another big game for Groveton uh, they are undefeated on the season the game that we're going to cover later this month that I at the end of the month Groveton at Littleton I'm already oh, okay. I'm already excited for that one both those teams undefeated um,
2: that's going to be a heck of a game
0: oh yeah absolutely Farmington with a 60 44 win over Wilton Libro great win uh, for Adam Thurston those guys uh, Trey Carey had 31 points and 15 rebounds not enough. Demers
2: had twenty three. It says two, but that's only because it got cut off.
0: Chris Demers with twenty three points for Adam Thurston's team. That's, that's a really good win, sixty to forty four Farmington. Nice W there. Uh, Paul Greenlaw's team is four and two on the season. They beat Gorham last night, fifty four to twenty nine. Uh, probably the stats will be up on the site. I don't have who the leading scorer was, but Profile's got an interesting game. They got a chance now against, uh, they're going to play Colbrook. They got a chance to get to five and two if they can beat Colbrook. So good win for Greenlaw's team. Uh, Gorham is down, but my man, my man Lance Gear is the nicest kid in New Hampshire. So that's more important at the end of the day than winning basketball games. Multenborough with a 70-39 win over Linwood. There are some bad basketball teams. I'm not picking on Linwood. I'm just saying in general, there's some bad basketball teams out there. Matt Norton, 23 points, 10 rebounds for Multenborough. Ollie... Uh, Dovilek with 25 points for Linwood. The game I was at last night with Jennifer Chick-Ruth and Jill last night, 63-25. Woodsville uh, is handed its lunch, unfortunately, by Littleton. 63-25. Logan Briggs might have had a triple-double. Cy Kazarian with six three-pointers. All the highlights are up on nhsportspades.com. Jen did a really good job with the highlights. So you may sit there and go, why am I watching highlights of a 40-point game? She did a really good job. Kids were a lot of fun after the game. We're going to have Trevor Howard coming up soon. Uh, as our guest at 9.30. But Littleton is for real, and I've got some thoughts on them. We're going to talk about them. And finally, the Christian 55-35 win over Hinsdale last night. PCA gets the win. All
2: right, we'll get to a timeout right now. We'll come back and uh, talk uh, about the game that I was at, Bishop Girton, in Londonderry last night, the Lancers uh, get to five hundred. They play their first four games on the road this year, so they finally get to play There's a, a couple home game of teams next like year. that.
0: Kearsarge is week. like that, and Portsmouth's playing a lot of home games. It feels like an uneven schedule. I, I was saying to you before we went on air, so I'll say it now. You know, with we're able to see have the full game videos, we put up on the site the, the gold level people get to watch them. I'm really, really, hopefully tonight. Whenever John gets up to, I really want to watch that full game of BG Lunder because i got to get a hold on BG and figure out what's going on over there. It
2: was a great atmosphere, as it usually is, at the Caligodome in Nashville. We'll talk about it when we get back the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. Also, Trevor Howard from Littleton will join us on the phone. We'll get that all-important weather report. The over-under Dave says slightly above zero in Littleton what? this morning. We'll find out when we return. The New Hampshire High School Hoop Show, ESPN New Hampshire, and NH Sports Page Doc. Back here on the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show, Pete Terrier, Dave Haley with you each and every Saturday morning live on the radio ESPN I, New Hampshire. I would
0: like a public apology from you to the Frank family. Sorry,
2: Kyle Frank specifically. I
0: didn't do that. He wrote it. It was a mistake on my part. It, I don't I want I him know... whipping his headband at me after a game. And,
2: you know, I mentioned how Jack Henry Yannickopoulos is from Hopkinton. Kyle frank is he? to Jack, he's, a good he's just a little bit shorter than, than Yanikopoulos is one of our favorites. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want him coming after me mad. Let's just put it that way. So and he's having a great year. Oh, yeah. So excellent. I apologize. It was an honest mistake. <laughs> I know that his brother graduated, what, three I, years ago?
0: I caught it on the fly. I called him Ryan a couple times early on. But uh, so that was kind of the joke with his dad, Eric.
2: Well, speaking of uh, former uh, speaking of the Pelham Pythons, their former coach, Matt Regan, is now at Bishop Gert in Division one. And I checked. Checked out his team last night uh, in Nashua. They hosted a Londonderry. And BG looked real good in the first quarter. They had a 12 nothing run. They ended up uh, turning a 5-2 deficit into a 14-5 lead. And then Londonderry made a run behind Jake Coleman, Cam McDonald, Dakota Bertram. Big second half for them. And I really like this Londonderry team. It's
0: a good win for Londonderry. You know, and, and I wrote about it. They had a really tough start to the season. Um those are two of uh, two of my closest friends in the coaching fraternity going, but I, I also think uh, two of the best coaches in the state in New Hampshire, Matt Regan and Nate Stanton, um, stand on their own. But championship coaches, literally, you know, there's three championships between two of them. Um, you know, what did you, you know, how, uh, how did they look? Jake Coleman, you know, is, is he the guy kind of, they facilitate He doesn't dominate him? the basketball. No, he doesn't you need know? to. Yeah.
2: He's a, a a dominant player. Can
0: shoot going to either side. Shoot to his left, shoot That's, to his right. So
2: fast. He can get the shot off as quick as anybody in the state. Great, great shooter. Has those super long arms. Yeah. I mean, he's like Stretch Armstrong yeah, out there. Yeah. And he's a guard, but he's got some good size. He's wiry.
0: Kid works his butt off. Yeah, yeah, very, very good player. What do you think of BG? I know Rinco is a kid. How uh, did Rinco is good. How did Donovan? Donovan look struggled. That uh, Second game in a row. Yeah,
2: he scored six points in the game, uh, only two in the first half, and Dep- had a couple points how late. How did
0: BG look defensively?
2: I think BG's they got a lot of size. I mean, Rinco is six four, but he handles the ball on the perimeter, and he's got great post moves. Uh, they got this kid Clay Crowell who is Big six kid. foot five. Yeah. Aiden Sullivan who is the son of one of my buddies, uh, John Sullivan, uh, who uh, I worked with uh, many, many, many years ago. Uh, I think they've got some depth as well. Uh, This kid, Victor Gilletto is very active off the bench for them. Uh, Kyle Fisher, who is John Fisher, the uh, longtime uh, BG assistant, former Alvern coach, who I I mentioned during the the game last night that John Fisher actually coached me at the National Boys Club back in the day. What a privilege
0: for John Fisher. Yeah.
2: So that explains why he doesn't have any hair anymore. There's
0: going to be um, some time for that BGT. They're the team I've always felt like in mid February, early February they may start rounding into shape, and I think they're going to be very. Oh tough. yeah,
2: because they're very well coached, and uh, you know I, I think they're they they're a pretty good and, team. Yeah, uh, and I think he's still trying to figure out what he's got there. Yeah, I really do. I, I like this kid, uh Niantengi. Very athletic. He loves
0: that kid. Yeah. He loves that kid a lot. Uh,
2: He just gets into foul trouble.
0: Yeah. He likes that kid a lot. Works hard. Good, great kid. Um, I've been talking to Matt, you know, weekly about this. Sometimes I'm a therapist, Pete. That's sort of my role uh, with coaches. And uh, that team will come around. I think Londonderry is rounding the shape. Londonderry had a really tough early schedule. They had to go at Spalding. They had to play Bedford. I mean, you know, and and now, of course, they go at BG. Um, They're able to get a win over Trinity, but they're two and two. So they're right where they need to be. And, uh, this division, you know, I think Exeter's 4-1, and Bedford's 4-1. and Exeter's schedule's about to get a lot tougher. Uh, Portsmouth is 5-0, and but they're about to start going on the road a lot more. They played a lot of home games. I just, um, you know, not to bounce around too much, but just really impressed by Portsmouth without Joey Glenn to mm. go 5-0. Mm. I mean, and, and, and win every game um, comfortably by double digits. Yeah. Really impressive. Yeah. Uh,
2: so we'll uh, take the shift from Division 1. We'll go from the southernmost part of the state to one of the northernmost parts of the state, we'll talk to our guest Trevor Howard from Littleton. Uh, Coach Howard, Dave made it back to Nashua, made it back to the to the uh, to civilization, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, you know the drill on the show. When we bring you on the show in the morning from the North Country, you got to give us the weather report from your location right now. What's it like? Uh, what's the temperature gauge up there saying? Yeah.
3: Good morning, guys. Um, it was a little chilly this morning. Uh, I think it was a few degrees below zero. So.
2: Ah. You um, win, Pete. Yeah, very nice. And your team, I mean, you treated Dave. He, he drove up to Woodsville last night, about a two-and-a-half-hour trip, and he gets a game that was 30-2 to two after the first quarter. I guess you can't ask for much more than that.
3: No, we, we came ready to play. The boys were, were focused, and, um, you know, we haven't had many big games since opening night. You know, uh, the Epping game open at night, and after that, it, you know, the, the the bottom part of Division four is, is definitely down. So, you know, they're excited to to play Woodsville and, and, you know, them being undefeated and all. So, no, I thought we came out and we played very well that first quarter. I couldn't have asked for any more. But we then, you know, regressed in the second quarter and kind of got complacent. So, so I, plenty, plenty to work on.
0: I don't remember you having a point guard like Cooper. You've had good point guards, obviously. Um, But Cooper Paradise is a kid who reminds me a lot of Derek Messini. From Woodsville last year, and that he just manages the game. He's never going to, you know, you were telling me he got the all tournament team from that Hanover t- tournament. It, it's never about scoring with that kid. Uh, he's not a shooter, and he doesn't even try to, but boy, he does such a nice job setting the tone, I think, on really on both ends. I know he's not at the front of that press, but he's active on defense. He does a great job handling the ball. And in division four, you know, when you're gonna play in a small gym like that in Woodsville, you saw it last night. You gotta be able to take care of the ball. And and Cooper's a kid I've just become more and more impressed with. I yeah. think he kinda got overshadowed last year. He was the point guard on that championship team, but he's really improved. He's a huge part of what you guys do.
3: Yeah, and people people don't don't understand. Um, so before playoffs, Cooper tore his labrum in his right shoulder during basketball season last year played through the pain in the playoffs. So he, he didn't – he's the type of kid that won't say a word and didn't go to a doctor. And then he rolls into baseball season, tries to throw a baseball and swing a baseball bat, and his shoulder is killing him. And he, he said it. he did it um, at the end of basketball season. And uh, so he went, He went got an MRI, and he had a torn labrum. So Cooper didn't play all summer, and then he, he missed the first part of soccer. And then, you know – he struggled in the beginning of basketball, but you gotta remember he didn't. He didn't get to play all summer. He's still recovering from a, a torn labrum in his right shoulder. So he's improved tremendously from just the beginning of practice to, to where we are now. So, um, but yeah, he does. He doesn't care about shooting or scoring, but he can if he if he needs to a little bit. But he, like last night, I was looking at the stats, Dave, He had he had nine assists and nine steals.
0: And I believe throws. it. Yeah.
2: That's Trevor Howard, the head coach of Littleton, 63-25 victory last night over Woodsville. You got a question? No,
0: I was going to say, how many assists did Logan Briggs have?
3: Logan has, uh, I think he had seven Seven Jeez. assists.
0: I mean, what a game that kid had. I mean, he, he, listen, he's my preseason co-player of the year. I mean, he, he's legit. Yeah. We already knew that. But um, is this team, we, you just talked about assists, and that's something I want to touch on. It, is it possible this team might be a better passing team than that team a year ago?
3: I mean, my first five is yeah. My first five, you know, they they're pretty unselfish. And I told them, if you guys continue being so unselfish, you'll be harder to defend. And some nights people make key on Cy, and that's fine because Gabe, Danny, and Logan and Cooper can can handle it. And then other nights when Cy gets some open looks, he'll he'll step up and do what he needs to. But um, you know, they they've uh, they've passed the ball pretty well all all, all year. So. You know, if that continues, good things will happen. But, you know, for us, I think it's just last year we would go in droughts, and I'm seeing the same thing this year, which we're trying to nip in the bud. We're just, you know, we went down to the Christmas tournament. We're playing Hanover. Um, you know, it was 27 to like nine with four and a half minutes to go in the second quarter, and we don't score another point until halftime. You know, and how can a team like that go that long of stretches without scoring? That's, you know, that's my biggest problem with these kids right now is the consistency on the offensive end.
1: Well, you what know, tri- it's not you know, problem on go- the defensive end right now. It's definitely on the
3: offensive
0: end. So. Yeah, and what you're referring to, because on the highlights um, from last night, I, Jen did a good job of getting my comment on it, but you guys scored 30 points in the first quarter, and then halfway through the third quarter, so a quarter and a half later, you had 40 points. So 10 yeah. points in a quarter and a half, so yeah, so that's what yeah. you're referring to. So Trevor,
2: uh, coming off the the championship where you guys hadn't won one in a long, long time, what 1990,
0: right? When all right, you, that's enough playing. of that. I don't
2: know who you beat on the way to that championship. They never would have beat us. But what was the bounce like uh, after the championship? Because we see it all the time. You know, you win a championship, especially when you win your first one in a long time, you seem to get a little bit of a, a bounce, a boost. Where there's more interest in the program, maybe more kids coming out for the team. Did you see that better participation maybe in the off season than in years past?
3: Um, no, I mean our, our programs has been pretty solid for in Littleton. You know, the the boys basketball program's probably got the most numbers of any program up in this area. Um, so I, I think it was more of a, a relief, a monkey off our back, and now you know I, I know all the kids coming back. I got. You know five returning kids were on that team last year, and three of them are starters and then Gabe Bannon, who was one of our main guys off the bench last year and um you know those those four key guys coming back they're you know they're hungry they wanna do it again it's something they they'll you know they had a great experience winning the way we did last year, and now you know they wanna they definitely wanna go back but it, the pressure's off because we just want it, so it's you know I know coaching it. It's um, it's a big relief just getting that monkey off your back. So, you know, some people think it might be added pressure. People, we have a bullseye on our back, which we do, which, which we kind of enjoy. But, you know, because we won it last year, the that that pressure is gone. So,
0: one of the themes earlier this season, and for me, it's it's frustrating. And it, but it's fairly obvious to see is the disparity between a team like you and Groveton, and even Woodsville, and. Other schools up north and even in the south, you know, and I, I after the game last night, uh, I went out with Jamie Walker and Bill Grimes from Woodsville and uh, they needed some consoling. We had a good time. We had a few laughs after the game. And, you know, one thing we talked about, Trev, was a couple of years ago, I think it's four or five years ago when uh, Mark Collins had, I think, a three seed at Groveton. They played Gorham in the first round as a 14 seed and Bill Goodrich and Gorham goes in there and beats them. In the first round, Nate Smith, uh, my buddy Nate Smith on that team, that was a really good growth team that there's no there's a zero point zero percent chance that's going to happen this year or next yeah. year because those teams down there are forty to fifty points worse than where you guys i 'm not even talking littleton, who's obviously the, the, the elite or an Epping, or, you know, but I'm talking, like, even Woodsville, who, you know, who couldn't hang with you last night. What do you think it is? Do you think it's population, enrollment? Do you think kids aren't, as many kids aren't playing basketball? What, what do you see? You you lived in Littleton. You've coached up there forever. Like, I'm interested in your opinion on it.
3: Oh, I think it, I think it definitely goes in cycles, um, but, um, you know, I, I think kids are playing. It's just the talent, the talent levels are, are down, and I know the numbers are down in some of these smaller towns. You know, I think, you know, economy-wise and stuff like that, some of the schools are definitely losing numbers up north. And, and um, you know, how – you know, I just say this to my assistant coaches. Like, when, when I'm gearing up to, to play against a team that presses, I can put seven, eight kids on the court that are pretty good and, and go against my five. What do these other schools do when when their starting? Five's not even very good. You know, how, how would they prepare um, to, to play some of these better teams? Um, so, no, I don't. This is the biggest in 20 years of coaching. This is the biggest disparity I've seen between and, and Division Four that is, or in Division Three back in the day when I was was coaching in Class M. The the uh, you know it's it pretty much falls off a cliff. You said it, in what you wrote the other day. It, it goes from you know competitive teams to to non-competitive teams, and there's going to be some teams that are very good that are going to finish 12 and 6 or 10 and 8 up here.
2: Coach, Dave earlier talked about uh, going uh, to Groveton for the Littleton-Groveton game. I know you want to...
0: No, I'm going to Littleton for that game. All right, so the game's in Littleton. Well, they play play both, other. we're going to Littleton. You're going to Littleton. I'll save myself an hour driving. And,
2: And I know that you want to worry about the next game at hand, but for radio purposes only, would you talk a little bit about what that rivalry means, especially with the two teams as good as they are right now in this present state?
3: that'll be I mean that'll be a a great atmosphere to play basketball it always is when we play Grofton um the whole town of Grofton will come to Littleton and Littleton goes up there it'll be it'll be packed and standing room only and you know Grofton's very good Mark has has had that group I mean Corey has played since he's in eighth grade so this is you know he's, he's played five years in Mark's system so they know you know they know the system they know exactly what they they do and and my kids know what we do so it'll It'll definitely be a, a battle, it always is, with, with Grofton, and, um, you know, I know they really want to beat us, because um, it's been a while for them, but, um, you know, it should be, should be fun. You know, I, I'm just waiting, like I said, my my starters need to play four quarters of competitive basketball, and, you know, it looks like, you know, Grofton's definitely the two games that hopefully, that'll, that'll definitely happen, so.
0: What are your thoughts on uh, the Southern teams in the state? You know, Pittsfield got a big win last night. Uh, I know Jamie uh, Hayes was missing one of his starters, but Jay Jay Dara's team got a really good win down there. I think Epping is a team who had a really good Christmas break. I think Nick Fassett's doing a really good job over there. Jackson Rivers is a kid who can get you 25 and 10 every night. And, um, you know, Derryfield is sort of that team. You know, Rob Bradley, you know, I don't think I'm speaking out of school when I said this. He texted me last night and kind of echoed what you're saying, Trevor. He said, I'm not sure if we're good yet, but we keep winning because you know they play Concord Christian. We'll take last a seven
2: and zero start. Out. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, I think yeah. Derryfield with Sam Anderson. And I think, and 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 as Pete mentioned earlier on the show, we're going to get out and see all these teams. You know, we're going to have them on video soon. But I know that you pay attention. I know you scout. You know, what are your what are your thoughts on the southern part of the state?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, when we get on the bus ride home from Epping, I, I told my assistant coaches, I said that that team will go seventeen and one or sixteen and two. I don't, they're not going to lose that many more games there they're good they're physical they they got seniors jackson rivers is is a man playing with boys and you know and sure enough they 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 haven't lost in regular season or even come close yet um and and dairy makes you one-dimensional if you have anderson in the middle you're not going to score in the paint so now you're one-dimensional on shooting jump shots and and you know they're at they got enough athletes around him to to pretty much shut you down um so Derryfield I thought would be the sleeper this year just because of Anderson and and some of the athletes they have around them. So, you know, um you know, I think everyone's kind of shocked at Wilton a little bit, but they did lose, you know, all their guards and you know, you need you need good guard play if you're going to if you're going to win. Um so I was kind of shocked at that Farmington score uh today uh this morning. But um you know, New Market, Jamie's a good coach and then Jay Dara they they're good coaches and those guys you know, most of the part they take care of the ball, they have good guard play and, and they'll they'll be in every game. So, you know, the South South will be will be very competitive and, you know, up north it's it's growth in and us and uh you know in Woodsville and you know, Woodsville right now I think their toughest game on their schedule is profile away. So, you know, I could see them finishing sixteen and two easily up here. So
2: I don't know if you know uh the guy I'm gonna ask you about right now or talk about right now, but Dave said there was a celebrity scout in the oh. gym last night in woodsville and dave doc wheeler the former manchester central basketball coach do you know coach wheeler yeah.
3: yeah doc and i are good friends
2: yeah what do you uh so what is his mindset what do you think do you guys talk about the differences you know when he was coaching at central in the division one and he's going up and scouting d4 game what does he have like a uh his a, nephew is his, his nephew
0: rivendell which is a vermont team that plays woodsville so yeah. what
2: is so, yeah, what is he what is his impression of, of D4 basketball and, no, and the atmospheres? I think,
3: he, I think he liked the atmosphere. I talked to him for about five minutes after the game, and um, and I said, I said, are you lost? What are you doing here? <laughs> so, and he, he said his, uh, he got a call. He says he really misses coaching, and uh, he, he got a call. His nephew plays for Rivendell, and, so he rented a house up here for six weeks, and he's going to help Rivendell out. So,
2: wow. He is helping um, him. Wow. So, so does that mean when I go get my taxes, i gotta go to, got to <laughs> go to Rivendell? Or?
3: I, I did tell him he's more than welcome to come into my gym any day of the week. So <laughs> I'm sure. Ho- hopefully that, that, that'll happen. It'll be a good treat for the boys if Doc could come in to a couple practices.
0: So it, it gets mentioned a lot on this program, and this may be a, your first no comment in the history. I think this is your fifth or your sixth radio appearance. But you are the host of the New Hampshire Coaches Summit every every year in July up at. We talk about a lot up at Marshwood, which we truly appreciate. You want to comment on your role as as facilitating something like that? The, is it, is it, yeah, it um, Maplewood or Marshwood? What did I say? It's Maplewood. They said Marshwood. Oh, sorry, man. I got yeah. a lot of. Schools. I got um, your A big smooth on my brain at yeah. Maplewood.
3: Pete, I'll just let you know this: I I am the head babysitter at Maplewood. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's the only comment I'll make. That's only because McIsaac
0: goes. That poor kid. You got to get well, him in line.
3: Buddy keeps his peanuts and his shells out of my out of my fire <laughs> area. <That's> really <laughs> buddy
0: trash goes through a bag of those things. <laughs>
2: all right, Coach. Well, thanks so much. We appreciate it. Hopefully, you'll get above zero. I don't think you're going to get any of the snow. There's a big storm in southern New England. I guess it's pretty good size. Cape Cod's going to get slammed. How much snow you guys got up there? I'm sure the the snowmobilers are happy.
3: Yeah, snowmobiles are happy. The ski resorts are happy. So that's good because last year it was um, it was pretty bad uh, winter for them up here. So you know the, the the Christmas vacation people have had great conditions, which which helps the economy up here. So unfortunately no. for a
2: guy who who runs a golf course, that's not exactly good. Cause... Yeah, well,
3: that, that's good. Enough snow insulates my green, so we'll be we'll be good. So um but now it's supposed to be a cold weekend but yeah we have plenty of snow which is a which is a good thing up here in northern new hampshire so
2: all right coach thanks so much for the time congratulations right, on the 7 and 0 start and we'll talk to you uh, down the line
3: we'll talk to you soon thank you have a good day
2: all right Trevor Howard from Littleton our guest will take a time out come back we'll go around the state of new hampshire talk about some of the games that kind of raise some eyebrows I want to talk about a game that I was at on Tuesday night. Tremendous game in Litchfield, where Taylor Matos had a monster night. You want to know what a monster night is? Stick around, listen to it. We'll tell you what he did on Tuesday night in a win at Campbell. It is the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. It's on ESPN New Hampshire and NHSportsPage.com. New
1: Hampshire, Manchester's home for high school sports.
2: I saw a battle of Cougars on Tuesday night, the Kearsarge Cougars and the Campbell Cougars. My boy, Harrison Ogre Vedrani, and his little brother, Ogre Jr., Connor yeah. Vedrani, welcoming in Taylor Matos, Tommy Johnson, Coach Nate Camp, and the Kearsarge Cougars. And Taylor Matos had the single most dominating performance in high school basketball I've ever witnessed in person. 49 points, 29, uh, 21 rebounds, and 10 blocks. In a 32-minute high school game, yeah, that's unbelievable. And he didn't even attempt a three-pointer. You know, Isaiah had 52 a week ago, and he had nine three-pointers in the fourth quarter. Matos didn't even attempt a three-pointer and still scored 40. Nor
0: should he. But yeah, I mean, they didn't have any help over the top, you know. And I watched one out-of-bounds play where they they put they they drove two guys up, two guys flashed up to half court. It was a side out-of-bounds play. They had Taylor set a screen. I think if it's Joe Storozek. He catches the ball and then he lobs it right at the hoop. And there's nobody behind to help. You got to have help in the weak side. So I'm sure they would have adjusted that uh, at some point. But you know, if you're not going to give help, weak side help on those lobs, then he's going to score 50 points. So I mean, he, and he's a skilled big man. He's a he's a college basketball player. You know,
2: do you think he's Division One level? No, he's Division a junior. One. See, I think his problem. He doesn't have the athleticism. He's six foot eight now. Yeah, he's listed at six foot seven. You know, I'm not sure. I got a picture of him He's tall and, and Ben yeah. Carl, yeah. who is a You've freshman loved, on you, that team. You love putting those two together. So I put those two together. And Ben Carl's 5'8, I think. <laughs> That's what it says on the roster. He might not be that. Yeah. He looks a lot smaller next to Taylor Matos, but that tweet got a lot of uh, reaction. But I'll tell you what, I would have loved to have been in the gym. And, and I know Kevin Rines and Dutch Doffenecker, when I was at. Uh, Messenic earlier this year for the Koenig game. I think it was the opening game of the season, maybe maybe the second game of the season. But they were like, hey, you're going to be back here for that Kearsarge game first week of January? We'll keep the scaffolding up for you if you want to come back and, and film the game. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I got Messenic on the schedule. I got Kearsarge on the schedule for some other games. But what a game that was last night. Yeah. And Messenic has no size.
0: No, Messenic's not.
2: All guards, and they shoot a ton of threes. And, and they, they not, went to overtime last night. With no, no, Cienic, listen.
0: That's my preseason number three and preseason number one. Messina's not defending enough. You know, they gave up seventy. I know it was overtime. They gave up seventy-seven points last night. You can't give up that many points. I mean, you can't, you can't win a shootout every night. I mean, you count a lot of nights cause you in in the regular season, but you're not going to get it done during the playoffs. So, you know, that team needs to learn to defend, or they're not going to go that far in the tournament. They're not going to go. The problem past is, the
2: quarterfinals. how can you defend? Concord did a good job on, on Matos. You're,
0: now you're, in the, in the, in you're the talking about the one specific Concord team. I'm, I'm saying games, they tournament. gave up seventy points on Tuesday as well. So I'm saying, you know, you're saying, how do you defend Matos? Well, I'm I'm not talking about Matos. I'm talking about in general. They right. Don't but,
2: but what I'm saying is, for other teams, how the heck do you defend that?
0: You well, you 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 probably. Uh, you confront him with a guy weak side help so make sure as soon as he catches it, there's a guy standing with his hands in the air. So you make him take like an off-balance, you know, three, four-footer. Or, you know, you you, know, you double him in the post. I mean, it depends what kind of size you've got because he can catch it. You know, Taylor doesn't have great back-to-the-basket moves. I think he's sort of like your your modern big guy where he likes to square up a little more. He's got a great elbow jumper. Um, he's got
2: some range. He's got a mid-range He's game. good.
0: He's very good. Uh, you know, he's a college basketball player. Um, But, you know, there's different ways to defend. But, I mean, um, you know, when you play those guys and Taylor Matos and Tommy Johnson have 85% of their points, you you know, you take those two away and you make Joe Starozic beat you or you make somebody else beat you. You have to. Uh, Whether that means dedicating three guys to two people, then you got to do it. So, I mean, listen, it's not easy, but – and Nate Camp is smart enough to adjust, but – you can't allow those two guys to go out there every night and score 60 points between the two of them. It's not
2: going to work. Yeah, and the problem is they do it. Yeah,
0: you know they do.
2: I mean, Johnson's going to get you 20, and Matto's probably going to get uh, you and the around 30. has got to defend yeah. all the
0: way around. They're giving up 70 points a night. That isn't going to work. Yeah.
2: All right, that's the first hour in the books. we got another hour to go. We're going to talk to Tim Goodrich. We'll see how long it takes Tim to beat the crap out of me on the phone. When I asked him about a 13-point effort the other night against Bedford, uh, we'll talk to Coach Goodrich a little bit after the top of the hour. We'll get you another Beals Insurance scoreboard. We'll have Justin McIsaac on at the bottom of the hour, 1030. As the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show continues, ESPN New Hampshire Radio and nhsportspage.com.